Welcome to the P4C Podcast. We are excited to reshare with you the last 13 years of teaching through God's Word at Passion for Christ Summit. Each week, the P4C Podcast delivers rich truths for your life, and we know you will be blessed. Our current series is from P4C 2021, Scripture, the Ultimate Authority. We now join Micah Kavanaugh for this year's men's breakout session. We hope you are encouraged and challenged. Anyway, it's good to see uh, so many of you here that I know um, and new guys that I uh, haven't met before. So looking forward to spending the rest of the weekend with you guys. Um, by opportunities, dad means in politics. I've, I've worked in government for the last 12, 15 years. Uh, well, they paid me to do it for 12 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, volunteered a bit before that. So uh, recent events are leading us in some different directions, but it has been uh, really exciting to be a part of that over the last several years. Um, I came from D.C. where, unfortunately, my wife still remains. She was not able to make it, which I was bummed. It's always good to have her with me, especially since we haven't been doing it for that long, only about a year and a half. So, um, But uh, too bad that she can't be here and, and spend time with all of you guys and get to know the group. But I'm grateful that I'm able to be here, and thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. I know it, it means a lot to the staff to see people show up. Uh, <laughs> I know that uh, that's always a good thing. Let's pray really quick before we begin, and then we'll, we'll dive into what we have. Father in heaven, I just uh, I thank you for the opportunity you've given us weekend to set aside time to do what we should always do, and that is to research scripture, but specifically the topic of why scripture is important. And so just pray that you would use the words of my mouth in these moments uh, and the thoughts of our heart to be directed towards uh, what is honoring to you and, and use us for your glory in these moments that we have. And I pray the same for the ladies in the other room as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, a few weeks ago, at least, uh, my dad sent me my topic for, uh, I wonder if we could get them to be louder. Could we get them to bang a little bit more? <laughs> um, if we asked. Dad sent me my topic, and uh, he sent with it a text that I was supposed to use, which is always nice. When I was in school, I hated using uh, what I was told to use. They would give me a topic to write on, and I never wanted to write on that topic. And he chose Psalm 119, 1 through 16, which is where we'll be today. And I never was a big fan of Psalm 119. I just, I just couldn't get on it. I just couldn't. I would read the Psalms. You know, you know how you read through the Psalms? And you, I don't know if you've ever done that on a, like a daily basis or whatever. And I would come to 119 and be like, eh. Because it's so long and it's just so much there. But um, it was the topic I was given. So here we are. Um, as I read through Psalm 119, 1 through 16, which we will do, I was, I was really, it laid upon my heart just the significance it is to the Christian walk and how it really is just a roadmap. For, for the man or woman of Christ uh, as they walk in their life. So let's read Psalm 119, 1 through 16. It says, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statutes. Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. I shall give thanks to you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I shall keep your statutes. Do not forsake me utterly. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way 
of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. This is the word of the Lord. One of my uh, pet peeves, which is just code for an opinion that doesn't mean anything, um, is when speakers will, will they get ready to talk and maybe at a conference or something like this, and they, they talk about how inadequate they feel right before they speak. Um, you, you probably heard what I'm talking about, um, especially pastors or elders whose responsibility it is to preach the word of God. Um, I've seen it amongst politicians, but I usually call it false humility, humility when I hear them do it. Um, but a pastor may say, I, I just feel like I'm not as good as these other speakers and teachers. So I, I know you've heard that. So I say that to tell you this. When it came time for me to address this topic, and I began to look at what we have before us, I felt inadequacy. And I have felt inadequate before, but at no time greater than when my topic was what we have before us this weekend. The inerrancy and total authority of God's word, solo scriptura, scripture alone. So I'm going to dive headfirst into my pet peeve and tell you I feel beneath the task at hand and the challenge. But with God's help, uh, I believe he has some things for us to learn and hear today. People, you and I. But a lot of people seek counsel from many places. I mean, I, I ask counsel for things all the time. I ask my dad, I ask pastors, I ask close Christian brothers. Um, it's what we do. But what I want to see here in our text today is the counsel that Scripture brings, specifically Psalm 119, the counsel that, that Scripture brings to us. I was looking up some wise sayings and, and some, some quotes I had heard throughout my life. You'll recognize some of these. Uh, one is, be confident in yourself. Nobody can make you feel inferior without your permission. Okay. <laughs> Always look forward. You can never plan the future by focusing on the past. Keep your head up. God helps those who help themselves. He that respects himself is safe from others. <laughs> Now, these, all these sayings here, they have one thing in particular in common. They are not scripture. <laughs> However, when you look at different readings and write, uh, writings uh, that have gone throughout uh, generations, some of them have mis been misattributed to scripture or that they came from scripture. Or perhaps you've heard people say things and make a quote and you're like, that's not scripture. But today in our society, people are looking for counsel. They're looking for wisdom. They want wisdom. Uh, they don't know where to find it. But these are not scripture. They're just some wise sayings from fallen men. In fact, most of the authors of these were agnostic and even dogged the Christian leaders of their day for their commitment to Christianity. So why is it so often that when life brings us trials uh, or even in the good times, the last place that I go to look, and perhaps you, I won't put that on you yet, the last place we go to look is the word of God. I know I do, and you don't have to tell me why I do it. That was more rhetorical than anything else. I, I know why I do it, but I am all too aware of my refusal to go to the one place so often that I know will have the answers that I need, that I'm looking for. Because I, I believe, as I know, as fallen creatures who trust, who I trust are together sons of God, uh, we often revert to our nature of looking everywhere but the very words that God has given us for guidance. For you, for me, actually, it's, it's usually my own counsel that I seek. 
Uh, it's an inward conversation that I have. It's as if I say to myself, if only I had somewhere to receive wisdom and guidance. Mm, oh, well, and I just go on, you know, and yet we have it right in front of us. Psalm 119, 1 through 16, the psalmist here we've just read is uh, he's very well uh, what I often uh, struggle with. And, and there's no source of wisdom in one. Excuse me. <clears throat> I lost my place. Oh, excuse me. The psalmist here knew very well what I often struggle with. And that is that there is one source of wisdom, one place to go, that is infallible in its delivery, and that is the Word of God. The author here seeks counsel from the one source that will not fail. Turn over with me, if you would, to 1 Peter 1, uh, verse 20 and 21. As I was reading through the New Testament, I found so many different scriptures. Some of them got used last night, so I'm going to use a couple of those, but I also picked some new ones as well that I felt were applicable to, uh, to what we're covering today. 2 Peter 1, verse 20 and 21. It says, But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. The author of, of Psalm 119 is seeking counsel in the, in the, in the beginning uh, verses here from the one source that he is convinced and knows is without fail the answer to his issues. Proverbs 30 uh, verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge. And in this day and age, we're surrounded by content. Not wisdom, but content. And to get uh, to the bottom of this content or to get to the truth or the heart of truth, you must dig deeper than ever before because there's so much. It is everywhere. Just get on Instagram and scroll. It never stops. Literally, it never stops. Used to, I could scroll and it would say, you're caught up. It never says that anymore. You just keep going. It never says that. And the psalmist here uh, is speaking of the law of the Lord. Let's look at the first few verses here. He said, how blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. He doesn't have, this, the writer does not have the New Testament as we have, and he doesn't have the full Old Testament that we're able to see. What he has, the few pages he has, God has revealed to him who he is, and he takes not just comfort in that, but full belief that this is enough, and that, as he calls it, walk in the law of the Lord. The law, it's interesting because now when we think of the law of the Lord, I don't necessarily always think of the commandments. I think of a lot of things in the Bible for some reason. But the law was very specific, and, and we have kind of in our society become way more loose in our interpretation of what the commandments mean, especially on a personal basis. Uh, but it was in, in, in the days uh, uh, that we're looking at and reading about in this text, it was way more stringent than we could ever imagine. Uh, I know Phil and others have spoken about this in the way that... that uh, the, the, uh, Sadducee, the Pharisees would keep the law. They had so many rules, so many things that you had to follow that we don't even begin to understand. So when he's talking about here, it's way deeper than just a few things or a few commandments that he's trying to keep, these Ten Commandments. It's, it's a lot more to that to him. And so there's, there's a depth that he's speaking from him. Scripture is, uh, is the ultimate counsel that we can take because it is written by men who are inspired by the very Spirit of God himself, and nowhere will we hear the authoritative truth from God like we hear it right here, ever. This is, this is God's word to us, as you've already been told. So I say all that 
to, to segue into verse 1, it says, uh, how blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. We see action here. And for me, in my everyday life, uh, I work in politics, or I have up to this point, um, and I've worked on Capitol Hill. You want to talk a place that's not blameless? It's Capitol Hill. There is a lot of blame there to go around. And, uh, but there's an action here that, that we're, that's being talked about. There's a walking in the law of the Lord, which is more than just an observance of. You're not just observing certain things. You're not just observing the law. You're not just observing God's word and what he wants. There is an action here on the part of the individual for you and me. The walk with God here does not come by osmosis. In fact, when you look throughout this text in Psalm 119, he uses word 119, he says seek, he says walk, and then he goes down and he says diligently. Some of yours may use a different word. In verse 4, he says they, you have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. And then if you look further down on verse 6, he says when I look upon all your commandments... And then if you go even further down, I shall keep your statutes. There's a lot of action here by, uh, by the writer. To take counsel in God's word is action upon our part. And it's, it, I think oftentimes, and for me, and most recently, and I'll tell you a little bit, my wife and I are, uh, we're leaving Washington, D.C. In fact, there's a moving truck coming on Thursday. So uh, we're leaving very soon, um, which is another reason why she's not here. And to get to that point has been a process since about February. My, uh, the member of Congress I worked for passed away from complications due to COVID and cancer and some other things that he had, and he had fought that for a long time. So his seat was open, and it was time for somebody to take over for that. And so since then, I've been waiting for who was going to take that, hopefully his wife, and, and she, she lost her race. And there are a myriad of things that go into all that. But, but if you look back since February to this point, my wife and I have been on kind of a journey of what do we do next? Do we leave? Do we go back to the, to the familiarity and comfort of Texas where her family is and where I know I can get a job fairly easily? Or do we stay? Do we scratch it out in D.C. because cost of living is one of the highest in the country? Um, and they want their money. They will get their money. Uh, if you own a car, it doesn't matter. They're going to charge you for everything. And so we're going, well, should we stay here? Should we go there? We don't know. And so seeking counsel has been somewhat of a journey for us throughout this year. We sought each other's counsel, but sometimes that becomes very um, cyclical, you know? What do you think we should do? I, I don't know. I think this. What do you think? Why? Well, I think this. Yeah, we did that yesterday, and we've had the same conversation 30 or 40 times. So uh, we've tried to break out from that and, and to bring others into that, and there have been those who have taken this journey with us, and that has been a blessing. But this here is talking about seeking the counsel, but how you speak, the, speak <clears throat> seek is the word... <laughs> Seek him with all your heart. I think what's difficult for us has been to actually seek the Lord's counsel when we know what we want. And that's what's been tough for us this last year. I don't know what you're going through, but I can tell you coming here to get just down to the, to the nitty gritty of scripture has been somewhat not humbling as much as it is uh, frightening in that knowing that that's not something that we have done so well throughout this year. We've had to work on it. And uh, reading the Bible together and praying about what we need to do next. Doing that sometimes may be easy, but sometimes you don't always expect an answer either. Um, but what we see here is, is we see how blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord, how, how blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. And then from there he goes into, they walk in his ways. And when I look at that, I go, man, that's why we seek him. We seek him because he is righteous. We seek him because he has the answers. It doesn't mean we're always going to get the answers that we want. 
Now, we must seek him first, um, ask advice uh, from people. Those are all good things. But at the end of the day, you can ask all the people you want. And I've talked to close friends and pastors. And, and when it comes down to it, it's between you and God and your wife. But it's between you and God. You know, it is that relationship with him that hopefully she and I have together. But hopefully you have with him one on one. There is no greater relationship, nor, nor more important relationship you'll ever have. I find that out at different times in my life. Sometimes you go along and you think, man, this is good. This is going well. And sometimes you're like, man, I don't know what to do with my life. It doesn't matter either way. You still need the Lord in both times. You just don't always recognize it as much as, as you do uh, in one or the other. So we've seen the counsel in, in Scripture and where to take counsel. But I also want to look at uh, the consecration that, that Scripture brings. Now let's look at um, verses 3 through 7. It says, they also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statutes. Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. I shall give thanks to you with uprightness of heart. A consecration is the action or declaring something sacred. The action of making or declaring something sacred. God is, is making you and I. He is, he is sanctifying us. He is consecrating us for himself. Uh, sanctification is a lifelong process. Um, we keep finding out. I keep finding out. It doesn't happen all at once. The process of sanctification is not short. Uh, but what we see here in verses 3 and on down, he talks about the fact that the consecration we are having is an involvement of us in Scripture. So also, they, they do know unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. There's the consecration. When we walk in his ways, it's because of the relationship that we have with him up here in verse 1. How blessed are those who, whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. It's a step-by-step process. You don't get consecrated when you, when you, become, uh, when you become a believer. You are consecrated, but there is a continual consecration, if you will. A continued sanctification of making you more like his son, Jesus. Isaiah 26, 3 actually says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You and I have to keep our minds stayed on him every single day. And it's not, uh, it's not the most easy thing to do, as you may have figured out. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says that we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as the firstfruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in truth. What is truth? John 17.17, 17, Jesus says, your word is truth, talking to his heavenly Father. We know the truth is God's word for us. That's how we stay. That's how we stay close to him is that relationship. And buddy, it's not, it's not always something that just comes, uh, comes to you naturally, right? I mean, I know even as in the moments when, when I think I'm on top of it and, and I lead my wife in prayer and we read the Bible, you know, and then the next day I get hit with it. And, and it just, it never stops. And that's okay because this is not all there is. This is short. This is, this is a very short amount of time. I was talking with a brother yesterday. Uh, his name's Ben, by the way. And, uh, he was saying that, you know, because we're talking about the move and us moving from D.C. and not knowing what we should do. And he said, you know, with eternity in view, this move is of no consequence. Because 20 years from now, or whenever you wind up in eternity especially, you're not going to look back and go, oh, remember that time we moved from D.C.? Man, oh, no, eternity is going to be about Christ. So live life with that in view in your walk with Him. Thank you for joining us this week. 
If you have questions about P4C, visit our website at p4csummit.org. Or you can email us at info at p4csummit.org. We hope you can join us next week on the P4C podcast as we listen to part two of this message. May God bless you as you seek to passionately live for His glory each and every day.